You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello Manchester United fans, welcome to your post-match episode of the Manchester is Red podcast with me, Sam Hutchison. The teams have just been released for Arsenal versus Manchester United. Onana starts in net, Aaron Wan-Bissaka starts at right-back, Lindelof, Martinez at centre-half, Dallow keeps his spot at left-back after what was a poor performance last week and the signing of Sergio Reguilon in on deadline day. Casemiro, Eriksen and Fernandez makes up the midfield. Anthony, Martial and Rashford start an attack. No debut from the start for Rasmus Hoyland, which I was hoping for. But Manchester United fans, it's pretty much as strong a lineup as you can expect from Eriksen Hogg today. Arsenal starting 11 is Ramsdale, Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko across defence. In midfield, it's Rice, Havertz and Odegaard. And then in attack, it's Saka, Eddie Nketiah and Martinelli. Pretty strong 11s from both sides. And now we're going to listen to Rich Rich Faye's preview of Manchester United versus Arsenal. And then I will join you after the game. Back again after the game to review the game and listen to Eric Ten Hag and... Mikel Arteta's press conference, if they say, if he says anything interesting in his press conference, but Eric Ten Hag's press conference, definitely. And hopefully a review from our writer, Rich Fay inside the stadium. But Manchester United fans, I will speak to you in a minute. Good afternoon from very sunny London. Manchester United back in Premier League action for the final time before the international break. What happens here today at the Emirates could very much dictate the mood for United over the next two weeks. We could see debuts. We're hoping for maybe not a lot of goals from the United fans' point of view, but certainly some goals for them to celebrate. And yeah, it's a real test today for Eric Ten Hag's side, just to see where they really are at after what's been a rather mixed start to the new Premier League season. Uh, We've got Eddie Nketiah on the match programme today. He will be one of the Arsenal players to look out for, as is Bukayo Saka, of course, one of the uh, most informed players in the Premier League and a player that United know all about. He scored in each of his last three games against Manchester United in the Premier League. Of course, he scored against Old Trafford, against United at Old Trafford last season at a similar stage in the campaign and he scored when United lost here as well, 3-2 earlier in the year. So in terms of the United team news, we're hoping that we can see a few debuts. Sergio Reguilon expected to start at left-back amid United's current defensive crises. 
And Rasmus Hoyland, will he be fit enough to start the game? Eric Ten Hag said in his pre-match press conference that he was, that he wasn't only match fit, but he was ready to start if required. Against, against Nottingham Forest United, we're lacking that focal point in attack. So I think every United fan will be saying that they want to see Rasmus, Rasmus Hoyland from the start. The question is whether we will or not. We will have full team news for you on the Manchester Evening News re- website from half past three and live match coverage from half past four here in the UK. Take care. I'll see you on the other side. So Manchester United fans, that is a pretty poor result to go into the international break with it wasn't a poor game though from a neutral standpoint it was a fantastic game of football that's the real shame here it was end to end both teams were playing quite good quality football it's just towards the end Man United the substitutes Man United brought on just didn't do the job that they were meant to do that they were brought on to do and that is a real shame you know, Arsenal brought the substitutes Arsenal brought on in terms of quality were so much higher than the substitutes Man United brought on, and that's really where so much higher quality and so much more experience in the Premier League, and that's really where this game was won and lost. You know, earlier on in the game, it was very even, it was very end to end. You know, Arsenal probably had the better of the football, but that was always going to happen against what is a really strong Arsenal side. Obviously, the result's not ideal, it's actually quite a poor result. But the game, you know, like Eric Ten Hag said in his press conference that we'll hear in a minute, Man United played a draw there, and a draw up until maybe 80th minute, 85th minute, a draw would have been a fair result. In the in added time, though, Man United just crumbled. There was not really any creation where it needed to be, and following the deflation of that disallowed goal from Alejandro Garnacho, there was really just a deflation of the entire t- team just didn't couldn't get their couldn't get their heads back up and get turn it back on again. And that was really where this game was lost by Manchester United. But Man United fans, now we're going to listen to Rich Faye's review of the game and then we're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag's press conference, followed by Mikel Arteta's press conference. And then a bit more of me just before the end. So, Man United fans, here is Rich Fay. Full time from the Emirates of Manchester United have lost 3 1 in the Premier League. A late double for Declan Rice and Gabriel Jesus, giving Arsenal the win that they probably did deserve. A bit heartbreaking circumstance for United. Alejandro Garnacho looked like he'd won the game himself in the last minutes of the match. He was ruled offside as United lost 3-1. And like we said, a game that Arsenal did deserve to win. United came here and without a number of key players, it must be said, lots of injury concerns for United, just weren't able to really match Arsenal throughout the 90 minutes. Arsenal by far the better team and did deserve to, to win the game. It went in one all at half-time. United actually took the lead in one of their very key chances in the first half. A fantastic counter-attacking move. Christian Eriksen with a fantastic ball. And Marcus Rashford left a goal against Arsenal. It was a super pitch for him cutting inside to give United the lead. But 25 seconds later, Arsenal were celebrating themselves. Martin Odegaard finished up with ferocious counter-attack with a funky finish past Andre Arnada and it was one all heading into the break. United could have made changes then but they didn't. Instead they waited until the hour mark to change things up but Arsenal 
maintained their dominance on the game throughout the second half, really. They were far the better team. They created more chances than United and Ten Hag's side were, reduced to trying to rely on the counter-attack too much. Rasmus Hoylund came on for his debut. He did shake things up a bit. His physicality and presence in the final third made a difference for United. He was, he was a bright spark. He's one positive for to take back up north at full time. And like I said, he almost played a key role in what could have been a winner for United. A fantastic flick of midfield, played the ball to Casemiro. His through ball found Alejandro Garnaccio from the back of the net, but a VAR check ruled him offside. And then came the Arsenal bombardment in the final minutes. United didn't do much to try and win the game after the disallowed goal, and Arsenal piled on the pressure. Declan Rice fired in from a corner. Andre Nana struggled to get the ball as the, as the corner came in. Um, sorry, Declan Rice there, as you see behind me, he's gone to his Sky Sports uh, media interview after the game. Yeah, Andre Onana couldn't do much from from the Declan Rice effort that was deflected and United conceding was probably no surprise considering they finished the game with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans on the pitch. Uh, injury concerns there for both Lissandro Martinez and for Victor Lindelof. United's headache over the international break will continue, I'm sure, on that. And then as United pushed forward for one last hurrah, Arsenal caught them on a counter-attack. Marcus Rashford should do better. He pulled out, or maybe could have done better at least from a 50-50 challenge. Gabriel Jesus raced for on goal. Fair play to him. I mean, like I said, he was racing against Evans and Maguire. But he kept his cool, cut inside perfectly and calmly rolled the ball into the back of the net. Arsenal won 3-1. United's poor, poor record away from home against top sides continues. They have now lost eight of their last nine away from home against last season's top eight. So a lot for Eric Ten Hag to think about heading into a long international break. He'll be hoping that those injury concerns aren't too much and that he can welcome back the likes of Sancho and McTominay after the international break as well. Sofiane Amagrat, of course, wasn't registered in time. And like we said, Rasmus Hoyland did offer some presence as a focal point in attack. United will be hoping that that can be the signs of things to come in terms of his own United career. But full-time for the Emirates, Arsenal 3, Manchester United 1. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, who wants to start? Okay, here. Eric, there are a few crucial decisions went against you there towards the end that probably turned that match for you. Yeah. Any views on that? <laughs> but you're already, you already telling me, and I've seen it the same. It was similar. Performance was right. Uh, but the result was not on our side, and yeah, definitely many decisions were against us. Who else? Did you, uh, 
elaborate on what decisions and what you felt went against you? Could you discuss that a bit? <laughs> oh, ah. Now, let's start uh, the penalty given, but rejected. Everyone will see. Eh? It's a swabber. Not get booked for it. Eh? And then foul on Holland in the, pen in the penalty area. Eh? Not even notice. I think, I don't, I don't, I think not even uh, by the far judged. Then the disallowed goal from Garnacho. Eh? I think wrong angle. And you see, I, I think it's onside. Huh? And then the final goal, huh? how, how can they allow that goal? Huh? It's a clear and obvious foul uh, on Johnny Evans. Uh, otherwise, he should block the, the shot from Declan Rice. So, so there's it's a lot. Do you think the plan was working at the fall, Aaron? I think we... and So that's why I'm also here with, uh, uh, with, a, with a good feeling, because our performance... Uh, was very good uh, and I will not say that we perfect it's not possible in this stage of the game and there's definitely room for improvement but if we see in prospect of compactness uh, pressing um, moving with the ball uh, then make the counters uh, um, on the ball on the, uh, in possession very calm uh, we never give Arsenal the opportunity to press us where we were playing under their pressure away. But then, so room for improvement, the next stage, I think we could have done that better and to get the next pass. And it has to do with the movement then in the right moments. And so, yeah, there were a lot of positives in this game, but also, yeah, still, and there's lo uh, lots to go in this stage of the season. Uh, there is uh, room for improvement. It seemed to get stretched just to on injuries when, when, when uh, Lisandro and Victor went off. Um, what, are, what are their conditions? Is there any reason for the number of injuries? It's, it's you know, not expected. Uh, Victor was ill, so he had to come off. And um, Licia, uh, he said he had um, a problem on his foot, but uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how, what, and if it's an injury, we have to wait, we have to see, we have to make the diagnosis. Mr. Tenor, you talk about the room for improvement. In the dugout, you seem very vocal talking towards your fullbacks. You want, you, it seems as if you want them to push higher up the field. Is that the right move you're looking for? Mm, depends. Uh, the moment. And that is what I was just talking about. And they have to recognize the moment where they, when they have to go higher and when to go lower. And I think that is uh, an, a room for improvement. But I have to say, uh, both and Diogo, and Aaron, and they played a very good game. And they neutralized both wingers from Arsenal, that's the main job. And I think they're also in possession, they had also a very good uh, their, their, uh, their contribution. On Friday, you talked about attitude. Is, is the attitude, was the attitude better today? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think? Absolutely. And this is what we need. And still, that can be an upgrade, but I think. Uh, definitely a progress from attitude, and, uh, and then you see a reflection in the way of play. Samuel. Samuel and Tommy weren't here, they both injured as well. Uh, no, uh, Scott is ill, and um, uh, Jaden was um, uh, uh, on his uh, performance on the training, we didn't select him. So that he was, was, was that a form of discipline, would you say? Mm -hmm. No, uh, you have to reach. Uh, a level every day on Manchester United and we can make choices in the front line um, yeah and so for this game he wasn't selected 
what did you make of Hoyland? He seemed very impressive when he came on. Uh, I agree. Uh, he, I think Anthony Martial did, I think, a good game. But when Holland came in, he definitely had an impact. Uh, he was a very good target. Uh, it was difficult to play against them. Uh, very good movement behind. Uh, and yet, um, I think he was also close uh, in, in, in the box with finishing. Uh, one time was very, very near front post. And uh, I already mentioned the moment where I thought uh, it could have been a penalty. Uh, last two, Mark and Michael. Eric, you know, Lawson, I know you've been last games against teams in the top ten. What you put down, no sign improvement because you're supposed to this season, so that's a, a recurring problem. So, what is the issue? Uh, when you look at uh, the, the score today, uh, you can make that conclusion, but when you see the performance, you can't make that conclusion. It's true, <laughs> but uh, if we keep playing like how we did today, uh, we will go and win, win, win games away uh, as we do at home as well. Last question, Michael. Uh, we had a couple of years since Sofian Amrabat, same as confirmed. How pleased you get that one across the line? Yeah, very pleased. Uh, it was already from the start of the season. Um, yeah, one of my wishes to get uh, another six, another holding midfielder in the squad because we, with the season, uh, you need that depth there in that position. We only had Casimiro, who can play really good there, and others, uh, we have to make compromises. With um, Sufin Amrabat, we have another one. Uh, also, he can play alongside Casemiro um, uh, because he can also play a little bit higher on the pitch. So um, it's very good to have him, and I think he fits very good to to Premier League football, to Champions League football. Uh, I think the demands. He's strong. Um, yeah, he's very dynamic. He's very good in the duels. So yeah, we are pleased that we have him um, in Man United. And I think he will contribute to our um, high targets we set. You said you've wanted him for a while. Are you frustrated that the transfer didn't get wrapped up quicker and it wasn't an option for today? No, sometimes you have to wait for the right timing. Great, thank you very much. Okay, well, was that the journey to victory you planned? You exactly like that, yeah. <laughs> I, told, I told them yesterday that was going to happen. I didn't want to tell the crowd, so it was a bit of emotion there. How, how do you feel after that? Great. I think we, we all work so hard and, and plan everything to live moments like this. And, um, and those moments are going to stick with us, you know, to see the crowd so connected with the team again and celebrate um, in a big match like today with the history of these clashes. I think it's, um, it's something great. So, very happy. Not the perfect performance, but a fantastic finish. What a contribution yeah. No, especially, you know, the first goal that we gave away, we talked about it, you will lose the ball inside in the first two passes after regaining it against this team. You are kaput. We did it again <laughs> in the second half and, and they, they could have scored. Well, they scored, but, uh, but it was uh, overturned. But um, for the rest, you know, the will, the determination and the eagerness of the team, the way it shows and wants that will to win and that mentality to, to go and go and go, it's, I'm so proud of. Sam from Telegraph. Yeah, quite a lot of late goals last season and now a couple more today. What's the, what's the magic behind it? I, mean, I prefer Bukayo puts it in the back of the net much early and, and the other chances that we had. But if it doesn't happen, why? It has to happen another way. And, and a team needs different tools to, to win football matches, you know. And uh, and it needs the capacity as well to react, which I think we did really well in the first half. Straight away, we scored the goal and that made the difference. And I think that set the tone as well and, and some calmness to, to the team. So, uh, really good. 
James from CBS. Mikel, obviously a special moment for Declan scoring. Yeah. Could you reflect on the 95 minutes beforehand? It seemed a really well, good game for him. I think a tremendous performance when you look about uh, holding midfielder, how he needs to dominate his area and, and the presence that, that is needed, how he break up play, you know, how he glide the team together in many moments when, when the team was stretching a little bit. Um, he was really dominant and then obviously he produced a, a magic moment to win us the game. So I'm really happy with him. Amy from Athletic. Um, Mikel, uh, is it as much about mentality when Declan Rice has that opportunity as it is about your technical ability to take a chance like that? Mm. When you have a moment where you need someone to grab the initiative, yeah. do you think that there's a reason that someone like Declan Rice has that? Yeah, but obviously we can do it. Uh, we did it yesterday, you know, but yesterday your heartbeat is... Um, at 80 and now is a, a 190, you know, and to produce the same level of quality there when the pressure is on and it's just that moment is just unique and you need to have that that quality, that sentence, that, that composure and, um, and he showed it today and, and he's there. Can you tell us a little bit about how he's fitted into the dressing room and is mm. he showing the kind of leadership that you were expecting as well? Very natural, you know, he's a great kid. Um, I think he's got a good mixture I think between being extremely demanding with everybody, with himself, and then a bit of banter as well, and and, and being around the, the boys and the staff in, in a really humble way, you know. So um, I think it's it's fitting in brilliantly. James from ESPN. He's talked about wanting to add more goals and assists to his game. Is that is that something you see? We want a great way to start. Is that something you see you can deliver this? Season? For sure. And when you see the the technical ability that has and and how he executed in in these moments is. His range, you know, when he's shooting from range, his accuracy, you know, the power that he generates with no space, both legs, to be fair, he can do it with both feet. Um, and he's got the timing as well to arrive in the box. So the position, I think, would determine a lot, you know, how many goals he would score because the idea is about how consistent you are in certain spaces arriving there. But he's got ability to do that. That's for sure. I know it's only four games in, but we've seen City start very strongly, a lot of your other traditional rivals, Spurs, Liverpool. So how, how important is it to have that momentum and, and these points now and not to have dropped any? For every team, when you look the competition, for every team it's like game one. And if you don't win the first one, the second one, the third. And it's still 34 games to go. So just focus on the game and, and play with with uh, more naturality and, and, and the result would come, you know, if you deserve it at the end, after 30 games, you will be where, where you deserve and I think we can only focus on that because it's still very, very early. Mark from the sun. Can just ask you what's happened with Thomas Partey? Sorry? How long, Thomas Partey, yeah. how long you anticipate he might be out? Yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, he got injured in training and he doesn't look good. Uh, we need some more tests, but, um, but we believe he's going to be out for weeks. Uh, I think it's more a groin, but um, it can be something in between. Okay, we'll do the last couple. David Day, I think, from Kazeta. Yeah, I mean, uh, we are at the international break now. Yeah. How happy are you with the level you guys are in terms of the Yeah, very happy. I think we played four games. We decided to win four games. It could have been very different, but uh, the margins that we are arriving at the, at the um, later stages of the game doesn't reflect what the team has done before, you know, and I think there are things that are still in our control that we can do better and, and the team will try to progress and, and evolve in that direction to to close games earlier and, and, and win them easier. And finally, the gentleman. Um, good evening, Kel. Hi. I had a very underwhelming game, but yet again, it was your late game start with Fabio Vieira. He's come and he's changed the game again, just providing assists. Could we expect him... Like featuring in the starting role after the international break? 
Fabio, yeah. every player has a chance to, to do that today. We decided to start with Kai, and we knew that Fabio would have a, a big impact, especially in the last few minutes or, or, or final minutes if we needed something. And um, and something has changed with Fabio. You notice it, you notice it with the crowd when he steps in. He's different how he was last year. He's more mature, he's more senior in the squad, and his confidence at the moment is high. So I'm really happy to, to have those options. Okay, well, thanks very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So the main talking points from those press conferences, Manchester United fans, Eric Ten Hag has complained about the referees is the massive point there, as well as why Jaden Sancho didn't travel with the squad and his thoughts on the game, how Amrabat's going to fit into the team. So, I mean, I don't know about you, Man United fans, but I don't know what's going on with Jaden Sancho. I'm not inside the club. However, it's just not good enough. When he came in, he was meant to be the long-term solution on the right wing for Manchester United. Now he's not a right winger. He's not in the United squad. He's not even making the trip down to London to play what should be a league rival. It's not good enough from Jadon Sancho. I'm a bit disappointed that we that he's not really kicked on at all since joining Manchester United. He's, in fact, he's regressed since joining Manchester United and that's really a problem that Eric Ten Hag's going to have to find a solution to I don't think it's anywhere near good enough from Jadon Sancho and maybe his time at United needs to come to a premature end maybe this is just not working out and you know in in, in if you know, he does leave United maybe his career will take back off again like it was at Dortmund but it's not going to happen at Manchester United. I think I can say that now. You'll have to let me know what your thoughts are on the Jaden Sancho situation, but not even being considered good enough to make the trip and be on the bench when your competition isn't really that fierce in this Manchester United squad. You know, the depth's not brilliant. It is a real shame. Scott McTominay missed out through illness. Eric Ten Hag outlined that. That's understandable. However, I do think... Some of the refereeing decisions are a bit questionable. I don't really see the Havertz penalty shout. I don't. It, I don't really think it should have been overturned. I think it's very similar to how Rashford's penalty was won last week against Nottingham Forest. But on, from a Manchester United standpoint, it's probably a, it is a good thing that it was overturned. But I don't really think it should have been overturned. I think it's here and there, neither here or there. It doesn't see strike me as a clear and obvious error. I'd need to see a couple more angles of Garnacho's offside goal that was ruled out. For me, watching the telly, I didn't think immediately it looked offside, but then obviously the lines came out and we saw the VAR decision and the lines said it was offside. If it is offside, but the angle was a bit off-putting on the telly that I've seen, if it was offside, I, you know, that's how it is. It's mathematical, basically. And... If it was offside, then it was offside. But I need to see another angle to see how these lines were drawn and where this sort of... Where where Garnacho was when the ball was actually played. So I'll need to see another angle of that, but I'm sure we'll update you with that during the Manchester is Red podcast tomorrow. But Manchester United fans, you'll have to let me know what you think of that result. It is pretty much the worst way to lose a game of football. You know, there's... 
if you're getting destroyed, you can just sort of write it off and move on with your lives. Losing to what is effectively a last-minute winner and then an extra goal is a real shame. It was a really good performance from Arsenal. You know, they penned United in for most of the game. But Manchester United fans, thank you for listening to this post-match episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. We will be returning tomorrow. It will be me alongside Tyro Marshall in the studio, in the office, to review this game of a bit more depth and talk about some of Manchester United's summer business. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But Man United fans, check us out on all the social medias. Check out the Manchester Evening News website for all the best Manchester United coverage and speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.